Things are going well. Boys are practicing hard. Uh, good to be back in pads. Any questions? Perfect. That was a perfect opening. Let's go with Jay Drew, Mitch Harper, and Jared Lloyd. Well, I said I'll start you off with an easy one, but kind of a two-parter. Um, back when you were hired by Kalani and you came on, what are some of the principles or philosophies or kind of cornerstones that you wanted to build this defense on? And then number two, do you feel like you're there yet? Have you kind of, you've stayed the course, haven't made a lot of changes. Do you feel like you've arrived? It's an easy one, huh? <laughs> Think back to when I first got here. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, obviously you guys know the, before I came here, uh, was was on all the offensive side of the ball, moved over to defense and coached the D-line. So the, you know, big thing for me was just, was just, uh, you know, um, having a good D-line and, and being able to play sound football. And so, um, you know, through the years, I, you know, we've we've uh, grown a lot, uh, gotten a lot of the corners in that we felt like we wanted to the, play the type of defense that we wanted and just continue to improve the D-line and and still continue to play sound football. And, and uh, yeah, yeah, I think we're, we're closer to where we want to be. Obviously, as a coach, you never feel like you, you're uh, exactly where you want to be. There's... There's always a need for, you know, another upcoming corner to join your room and another uh, DN to come in to show just flashes of just the uh, ability to pass rush and a D tackle that's disruptive. And, and uh, you know, right now with where we're at, we never really talk about backers, but that might be the most talented uh, position that we have is just with the backer spot. we got some corners that we like, and, uh, you know, the D line right now is playing really stout. And just a quick follow-up, what is the most difficult position to recruit to in college football for a defense? You know, I think everyone's always looking for corners. Um, you know, obviously the, the, uh, it, it's probably similar to what the, what the, what the pay scale is for, a, for an NFL roster. You know, you've got uh, corners that you've got a corner that's pay, paid a lot of money. You've got a rush DN that's paid a lot of money and you get a special backer that, that can lead the defense. I mean, that guy as well as, is a guy that's paid a lot of money. And so, um, it's always hard to get get uh, kids that can that can play man man coverage, and so there's always a a need for recruiting corners. Um, and I don't I don't think that's specific to BYU. I think that's everywhere across the country. Is everybody wants corners that can play because that's where you give up the biggest plays is just in the pass game, and then um, a rush end on uh, you know pass downs is always nice. Lisa, uh, you know how is the heightened uh expectations maybe from the national conversation, all the, the hot lofty ranking, how has that uh, impacted your personnel on the defensive side, maybe their preparation each and every week? Has it had any sort of impact from your vantage point? You know, um, you know, I'm, I'm with, with all the stuff that's going on on the outside, I'm sure our, our, our players know, but um, you know, starting from the top with what, what Kalani's message is about staying humble and staying hungry. I think the boys have bought into that and, and uh, you know, they've worked hard and we do a lot of crossover work still with the offense, which gives us uh, a lot of good on good looks, uh, competitive looks. And so, um, you know, I think the preparation and just the hunger has always, always been there just throughout the whole season. And it all starts with uh, Kalani's message. Wanted to ask you a, a recruiting question, too. I know last week it was kind of an opportunity to go on the virtual recruiting trail for you guys. And I know the 2021 class is limited in terms of numbers, but what are some positions of need on the defensive side for this upcoming class with about a, a month or so till signing day? 
it's probably goes back to just uh, Jay Drew's questions. It's uh, I mean, you're you're always looking to take corners. You know, you're always looking to take corners and um, and 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 a D end. <laughs> that's that's always going to be kind of the thing that we're looking for in every class. And then the numbers that we uh, and the way that we allocate our scholarships. I mean, we've got we've got ten scholarships for corners. We only got five for safeties. Um, and then we've we've basically got. Uh, about uh, 15 for D linemen, I think 11 for for linebackers, and and it's uh, you know the way that the the scholarships for us end up counting out is we we recruit corners, we get you know guys that can run and and guys that can't play as much man to man, or just guys that are starting to develop and get a little bit bigger in the weight room, move to safety, and so that's that's been the philosophy for us the whole time, and and uh, we'll continue to recruit like that. But you know with the, with the numbers, never want to get hung up on saying we don't have a scholarship for this guy or this guy. Even though that's a reality, it's uh, you never turn down a good, uh, you know, great player that you find and and try to make room for a guy that's going to make your defense better. And just one more follow up, real quick. Uh, you feel like that's one of the reasons why you guys have been successful with this year's team because from one to one twenty three, you guys have made a point of emphasis with scholarship and preferred walk on players to get as much talent as you possibly can. Do you feel like that mentality has paid off to where you guys are having the success this year? Yeah, for sure. I mean, throughout the years. Uh, you know, in the first couple of years that we've gotten here, we've recruited a lot of the corners that we felt could play in the system and, um, you know, force, force fed them early where those guys are playing as freshmen and starting to see dividends. And just the way that those guys are playing now is as um, older players, you know, um, how many years ago you guys saw Chris Wilcox for the first time against Utah when he was kind of forced into that action and just got a lot of reps early and, uh, you know, through the years just became really really good player and the type type of kid that we uh want to play with that corner and uh you know same same to be said about isaiah heron and and some of these other guys that are developing I mean, there's a lot of like keenan ellis I and mean, there's a lot of a lot of kids that have developed through the years that have gotten time early in their career that are starting to show dividends for us uh, now Coachy, you've talked a lot of, a lot about how the philosophy is to limit the big plays and, and therefore get teams off the field, not allow them to get big chunks. How do you feel like the team has done in in stepping forward in that particular area this this year? It's it's I, th- I thought that it's been pretty good. I mean, through the years, I think uh, you know um, biggest difference for us on defense is is uh, offenses change the way that they play when they're down um, because because our offense is so good, you know. So the offenses that we face are are a little bit more predictable and in, in trying to catch up with, with our offense. And it, it uh, really, really a lot easier for us on defense when when teams are falling behind by one, two scores and all of a sudden they completely change because they know that if – if they're trying to nickel and dime us and drive their way, you know, on a 15, 16 play drive just to get three points, they're not going to be able to keep up with the offense. And so it uh, allows us to get more big plays, allows us to kind of get after the pass rush a little bit more and and uh, create just some takeaways just through some some poor decisions and, uh, you know, thrown into into zones or just uh, getting sacks, fumbles, all that stuff. And so uh, the offense for us has been the biggest, biggest difference in the way that we played, you know, in previous years. Um, when you're when you're doing that, when you're holding people to long drives and they're coming away with, you know, th- 13, 16 points, but you're not scoring as many on offense, it's a little bit harder. Um, and your philosophy's got to change on defense, where you got to pick up pick up the aggression to try to get the ball back more for for the offense. But with the way the offense is playing this year, I mean, it's, it's been unbelievable for us. The philosophy's kind of just 
sink in and and uh, and to collaborate together the way that we're playing. You did have a couple get behind you against Boise State. I know some of the twos and threes were in that moment. How do you address that as far as, you know, okay, we, we can't let that happen even if you're, a, you know, a, a number three guy or whatever because uh, we might need you in the game and we can't have those mistakes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, what you said is exactly right. We've got a, our depth and, uh, you know, the difference between a guy going down as well as, you know, uh, a guy getting thrown out of a game for targeting or whatever. I mean, it's just – the opportunities or not the opportunities, but the, the situations where you could be on the field. I mean, it's you're one play away from playing. And so we can't look at anybody as a down the line guy, but just we got to get our depth to where it needs to be in the drop off between a one and two and a three. Can't be as as big as it was, uh, you know, later in the game for us. Uh, you know, would have felt good about coming away with uh, from the Boise game, holding them to another field goal, you know, but um it's just we end up giving up two big ones that weren't uh, weren't di- didn't affect the game, but just uh, in the way that we practice and the way that our philosophy is, it, it affected us in in a negative way, and we got to we got to fix that. All right, let's take a question from Jacob Hatch and then Norma Gonzalez. Yeah, Lisa, with you guys having so many games that it seems to have been decided by early on in the second half, you've been able to play a lot of your twos and threes in those games, kind of building off what Jared just talked about. How beneficial has that been all year long to get that work for those guys in actual game situations? Yeah, it's it's huge. I mean, that's that's really important. You know, we missing out on on spring practice and having the opportunity to develop those guys. Uh, it's been huge to get them game reps and. Um, you know, it's one thing to just just be talking football and and making corrections off of practice, but it's another thing when you're making corrections and refining a kid from game film. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of learning to be to be had. Plus, just being in the moment uh, in a big game, being on the field. I mean, there's there's a lot of bullets that are flying that that normally aren't that uh, kids have to get used to. You know, they call it fog of war. Some kids kind of have it, some kids don't, and it starts to dissipate the, the more you get used to bullets flying. And so that's really uh, been priceless for us to have those kids play. And then also I wanted to just kind of get your obligatory, what do you see from North Alabama on film? Um, you know, they're uh, certain, cert, you know, you, you just kind of look at the matchup, you look at the game, you're like, oh, you know, this, we, we've got a really good offense, get a really good defense. You're playing a team like this that's an FCS that hasn't won and and uh, you throw on the film and there's there's always, you know, teams, offenses are always innovative in the way they're trying to move the ball and, and create problems for you. And so yeah, this team's no different from any other, other team when it comes to just that. I mean, we've got to we've got to make sure that our schemes are sound, that we're not giving up anything cheap and um, dominating up front uh, like we have been and has, has been huge for us and just kind of keeping things in front of us, but also being challenging in the way that we're playing our corners and, and uh, you know, sending our blitz packages. Hey, Coach, what was sort of y'all's focus for the defense throughout, throughout the bye week and what are you really liking about your group right now? Throughout the bye week, it was really just about uh, getting them healthy, getting them back, giving them a mental break from the coaches, always being in their face, trying to coach them about stuff, and um, really getting str- staying strong in the weight room. And uh, I thought thought that the, that was successful bye week for us. But then getting back is uh, really focus has been uh, getting back into the swing of things. I mean, we saw mistakes and you know certain things that that you normally see when you start playing ball again. I mean, every Every skill uh, when you're playing the game of football, even for when you're off for a week, you know, some of these skills start to perish. And so you got to bring these skills back and sharpen it back up. The timing's got to be better and the way that things are are 
the way that things are played. Um, you know, eyes start to drift from you know where they're supposed to be, and they start looking at the wrong things and just reeling those things back in so that, that your technique is tight uh, throughout the whole defense. And and for us as coaches to be able to see that and make those those adjustments and corrections has been huge for us in these these first couple of practices. Right. We'll take one last quick question from Mitch Harper. Yeah, like, excuse me, for Elisa, uh, if, for any players that have maybe have been banged up the past few weeks, uh, we kind of maybe err on the side of caution to bring those guys back this week uh, to maybe have them ready for that game in December against San Diego State. Yeah, I, I can't uh, think of anybody specifically, um, you know, on the defense that you'd be referring to, but George Udo. But, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, George. Uh, George practiced today. George, George, uh, you know, flying around. I think he'll be fine. Um, yeah. Anybody else? <laughs> Zane Anderson. Um, yeah, Zane. Zane is also practicing. He's a little bit limited, but uh, we're yeah trying to trying to make sure that we can get him out there. I mean, if he doesn't play this game or at least practice this week, he's going to almost be two months removed from from being in a game, and so. It's just trying to keep them sharp and just trying to keep them practicing, even if we don't plan on playing them this week, is has really been the been the big key for us. Thanks, Lisa. Is Tyler Batty close? Just he'd be in he, that he, group. He practiced yesterday. Um, I was a little bit uh, hesitant, and so we kind of slowed him down today. Um, he probably won't play this week, just uh, just out of caution, and just want to make sure that we bring him back. You know, the thing about uh, differences in all the positions, especially for a D lineman, is is uh, you don't come back and start running around and and look look good. I mean, you got to come back and you're immediately 100% of the snaps that you play, you're taking on, you know, 600 pounds of force when you're taking on a double team or you're taking on, you know, just another human being that's trying to push at you and twist you around and all that. And so um, getting him right, I think is going to take a little bit more time just because of that. And, and uh, so we're just going to play a little bit safer with him.